Welcome to the God's Goodness Podcast, where our mission is to encourage as well as highlight God's goodness and modern day miracles. We are your hosts, Josh and Shelley Hankins. Hello. So you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will, they exist and were created. We thank you so much for the creation of us, for the creation of your Son, the salvation of which we seek. We thank you so much that you made a way for us to make it right with you. We ask that you would bless our time, that you would inspire us, that we would edify other people through what we're saying. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. In today's episode, we're sharing about some miracles we've experienced from the power of prayer and laying of hands. We're discussing the gifts of the Spirit today. We're going to bring in some Bible verses and start off with 1 Corinthians 12, 7. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then I am going to read from Romans 12 that is similar. It says, Romans 12, 6, this is in the NIV version. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the gifts of healing. Predominantly, I segue very easily, so I might go down a rabbit hole and talk about other things such as discernment. But I'm going I'm to primarily try to stick with the healing because there's a lot of it that we've witnessed in our life. And so I'll let Shelly start with what she had. So I had 17 years of chronic neck and shoulder pain. It was so bad that I was on painkillers, muscle relaxers, and the last day I had this pain, I was in tears. I asked my small group to pray over me, and uh, then we went home. It didn't go away. But later that night, when we were home in Nathan's room, before we were putting him to bed, they just laid hands on me. And it was so good, because I was in so much pain. And they, all they had to do was they laid hands, and they prayed, Mommy, be healed. Shelly, be healed in Jesus' name. And Josh would, he would say, how do you feel? And the first time he asked me that, I said, I thought about it. I analyzed, how do I feel? And uh, I'm like, I have a headache. It's right here. And he says, all right, we're going to pray again. And then they prayed again. Just, it was so simple. Shall he be healed? And he says, how do you feel? And I'm like, the headache moved. So they prayed again. The headache moved again. And so then they tried it again because I was all out of options. Nothing was taking this pain away. And I just needed God's help. <laughs> and uh, he prayed again. And he says, how do you feel? And I said, normal. I felt normal. 
And you know what? That pain has never come back. Mm. And it was just like, I had that pain only because of a college injury of all things. Like I passed out on a floor and I went head first into the cement floor. So it was like, you know, concussion. It's like mm-hmm. an accident. Yeah. And so. Could have been a lot worse. Oh my gosh. So all that just by prayers in one night. And I was at the end of my rope and I called out to Jesus and, and he answered our prayers. And it was just such a great feeling. And I shared about it on Facebook. And I don't, you know, some people might say, oh, yeah, whatever. But then exactly, I can remember the day that that was. It was October 15th, 2015. And then one month later, November 15th, I had fallen down the last few steps at our house in Carnegie. And she decided the last step was unnecessary. Oh, my gosh. I was not paying attention. And I twisted my ankle and it was all swollen. And I'm like, I've never done anything like that before. And I was like, well, how long am I going to be out like this? And they're like, weeks. And I'm, I said to myself and out loud, I don't have time for that. And I said, you got to lay hands and pray again. And they prayed. And then I woke up the next day and the ankle was back to normal size. Like I have pictures, before and after pictures. So if anyone didn't believe that that first healing happened the month before, boom, one month later, we got pictures from November. And it wasn't just the swelling, but the pain was gone as well. Yeah, it was taken away. Mommy was healed. (laughs) And just what a blessing it is that we can call out to God and he answers our prayers you know, it may not be in our timing, because this was not the first time I had prayed that this pain be taken away from my neck and shoulders, but it was his timing. And he's like, you're going to remember this date. So you can say it on that podcast one day and share my goodness with the world. And it's just such a blessing that he has called us to do things like this. And uh, now we also have other instances where Josh has prayed over people and God answered. So do share some of those too. Yeah, sure. So at an older church I went to, there was a kid there who shared the same name as me. Not the last name, but the first name. And he was complaining of shoulder pain. I guess he had injured his rotator cuff and he was in noticeable pain. You could see that he was devoid of color in his face, that his expression was that like a, a permanent grimace. He was noticeably hurting. And so he asked me to pray for him. He had heard about Shelly and obviously knew that she had been healed. And and he wanted the relief that God could bring to him as well. And so I prayed for him. And he went home that night. And I went home that night. And there was nothing. Like, he was still in pain. The next day, I went to the middle of the state, Blue Mountain Academy, to uh, go to, like, a Bible workers camp for a week. And the very first day I was there, he called me to tell me that he spent the first few hours a day without even realizing that he woke up pain-free and he wasn't in any pain, and it just hit him. Like, he was just like a normal day, and then he called me and had to let me know right away. And so I was just tremendously overjoyed, obviously, to hear that God had worked in his life, especially him, because, you know, we all need an experience with God, and it's very difficult to trust in him on faith alone without that experience. And he provides those experiences for us. And that's just one example for that, that young man. Another occasion I had prayed for, I mean, everybody is hurting. I pray for, we have a, a pastor, a worship pastor at our, our church now that allegedly broke a bone in his foot. I say allegedly because he was in a, a foot cast or a soft cast, a walking cast, and 
he was talking about it. And I said, well, you mind if I pray for it? And so a bunch of us just stood around and we prayed. And the next x-ray came, there was no fracture. And so that's why I say allegedly, because either he didn't have a broken foot and he would just wanted some sympathy or God has really healed him of that. And he seemed pretty happy with it. So I'm guessing it's the latter. Another gentleman at the same church had uh, chronic back pain from previous injuries. And he was wearing a new kind of medication patch that ended in INE. And I know that anything morphine, this fiend, that fiend is addictive, narcotics, and that's not something we want because it pollutes our mind, it pollutes our bodies. And so I asked if I could pray for him. And another group of guys, just they swarm when they hear, hey, could I pray for you? They're like, yeah, let's do this. And we laid hands on him. And that night he took the patch off and he was still in pain, but the pain was to a mitigated level that he was accustomed to, not to the extreme that he had been feeling lately. And I don't think God is done with him yet for that. Mm -hmm. And then our son, Nathan, he had quite the experience, something in him that in this last years over COVID, it was like something snapped. It was weird where he was washing his hands so much that they were red. They looked like he had gloves on and he would set things down in a certain way and things had to be just so, as if he had OCD. And we ended up going to therapy. We needed outside help. And we saw her for I don't know how many months. And finally, she said, do you mind if we take a test? And uh, we're like, sure. And it, he tested like he might be on the autistic scale. Yeah, that's OCD is on the scale for autism. They've, they've changed everything up from when we learned it growing up. And so autism is a broad spectrum of things and OCD is just a piece of it. And so clearly he's higher functioning, but he had another issue. And, you know, Shelly's leaving off that when he was younger, he would cross his fingers and uncross him. He'd line his trucks up in a row, his little cars. I thought it was just a parking lot because I took him shopping a lot. (laughs) He's just lighting them up like the cars we saw. So I was worried when I saw it and I researched autism because I thought maybe my son is autistic and I, I want to learn as much as I can about it. And I came across a website that you guys can look it up for yourself, but it was nids.net. And it was something that creates autistic-like symptoms, but is not autism and is treatable. And obviously it's not mainstream because there's no money in that. And so after a while, he quit doing that thing. And, and so I was like, well, maybe he doesn't have it. And he seemed like a normal young man, but he had certain quirks that he would do up until the point where he couldn't touch metal. Like he didn't like to touch the doorknob with his bare hands. He couldn't touch metal. And, and that's when I realized that he might still have a touch of this autism. Like he's just super higher functioning, right? And then he had what Shelly was describing where he would wash his hands a lot and he had to set things down with two hands and he'd press it into what he was doing. And if it wasn't right, he'd have to do it again. And if you did it for him, he would lose his mind because he had to be the one to do it to make sure it was done the right way, his way. And I, so I researched OCD because that's what I do. And I learned that there's two age groups where they flare up the worst and age 10 was one of them. And I didn't get to the other one because I got stuck on, oh my gosh, he's 10. This is it. He's at a very bad spot. And I remember it being so horrible that sometimes I would go down in the basement to do laundry and I would just break down. I did not want that life for him. It was very difficult for him. I couldn't imagine his life like that. And it was hard on us, but it I just so felt bad. for him. 
he looked as if he was demon possessed. If he didn't get his way, he would have this meltdown and his hands would, it would look like he was writhing in pain and he would melt down to the ground. It looked like he was being electrocuted. It was horrible. And there was nothing we could do. And he had a lot of bad behaviors that would start up. He would challenge us on things because his OCD was so bad that he would rather be punished than do a simple task. He would rather suffer because the suffering the OCD caused him was greater than any punishment we threatened to impose. And I feel bad because I didn't identify fast enough and I reacted like a dad would instead of like a doctor or a physician or a pastor, right? I didn't even consider praying for him. I was so overwhelmed with the condition that he had that I didn't even consider it. And I think a lot of us can relate to turning to our ways before we even think about God. And I, I know that's a bad way to do it, obviously. And I know that there are steps we can take to make sure that we put him first. In fact, there are many verses that say, be still and know that I am God. And I think this is very pertinent to this, that you need to be still before we act and know that he is God. And then we can act on his will. And so I went to an adventure fest with the church I've been going to lately and for men. For men. Yeah. Adventure Fest for men. Some people haven't heard about that. They thought women had all the retreats. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. We have something and it's pretty cool. And it's camping in tents or trailers or RVs, if that's what you want to bring. It's just for men. And it's not for children. So they have to be 18 and over. They have a series of events that they do from archery to canoes to bike riding, bicycle and motorcycle. If you bring a motorcycle, you can do your own because some guys like to do that nice little ride. But me, I like to just sit at the camp and enjoy nature. Without a child. Without a child. Nobody talking to me. So that first night, I worked at 24 on the Thursday before, and we went there on Friday. So I was pretty tired. And the guys went up to this lodge kind of area to listen to a pastor speak and to listen to some worship music and, and receive this message. And I said, I was going to stay back and watch the fire. Really, all I wanted to do was be left alone. I just needed alone time. And they graciously let me have this alone time. They didn't pressure me. They didn't force me to go with them. And it's not that I don't want to receive that stuff. I just went there for this closeness with God that I could be away from everything and have this. And I had a very, very powerful meeting with God in that evening using a friend of mine's chair. This, I think it's called a gravity chair. And you're like, I thought it was going to fall over backwards. It was amazing. It was amazing. And so I'm like leaning straight back and I'm looking straight at the stars and I'm talking to God and I can feel like emotions coming through of who he created me to be, right? Something that I had drifted away from through different work experiences. And when I got back, I had to work another 24 the next day. And so on Tuesday, I was still too tired to even think about anything. And Nathan still had his issues. On Wednesday, when it got evening, I decided I was going to pray for him. And I didn't announce it. I didn't. I just pulled him into me. I didn't even ask him. At this point, he needed permission to be touched because of his OCD. And I didn't. I just grabbed him and pulled him in. And he let me. And I held his head close to my chest. And Shelly was standing across, like, on the other side, as if we were in, like, a, a loving embrace for Nathan. And I just prayed. Unlike any prayer I had prayed before, that I, there's no structure to it. I, I want you guys to know that there is no right way or wrong way. There's no magic sequence to the prayer. I was right. doing dishes half of the prayer. Oh, yeah. You came in half, half, I was halfway like, through. This sounds good. I'm getting in on this. I agree on this. Perfect. <laughs> That's how oblivious I was. And when I had finished, and I, let me tell you, I still had doubts. 
right? I know that a lot of us have doubts and a lot of us believe that miracles can't happen if we have the slightest bit of doubt. But I put that in there and I told God at the end of the prayer that I believe, help my unbelief. And that moment, not like 20 minutes later, not an hour later, not the next day, but that moment, he was delivered from OCD. And I know because when I told him to get ready for bed, he washed his hands one time and he got ready right away. And he was able to be touched and pencil lead. It used to drive him nuts. And I remember the next day I would, I would just grab a pencil and I'd give him a little poke and he'd look at me and say, what are you doing? I'm like, Nothing. Because honestly, I had a little bit of PTSD from it. And so I was afraid that he might still have it. I was afraid that I was going to elicit a reaction that he had done before. And so I'm an idiot. So I'm testing the waters and I'm poking him with a pencil and he's just looking at me. He's later confided in me that the first time I did that, that he was scared that he was going to react. And that's how badly he didn't like it. He was afraid that he was still had OCD. He was afraid that he was still like that. And to this day, he is still OCD free. He is wonderful. He's charming. He's tried more food, new food than I've ever seen any human being try and likes it, including mushrooms. I don't understand that. He's just an amazingly well-developed young man. And since, especially this year, he has wanted to draw closer to Jesus like never before to the point that he's getting annoying with confessing all the things he did before that moment. And I'm telling him, look, did you ask Jesus to forgive you, right? Are you stepping into the blood of Christ? Are you wanting this for your life? Then don't worry about what you did in the past. Worry about what you're doing right now. And it's a hard concept for a 12-year-old, but uh, I think he's even going to get baptized soon. Mm -hmm. So good. And he even rides roller coasters too. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's afraid of heights, definitely afraid of heights. And we took him to Kennywood and he did the Phantom's Revenge. He did something called the Skyrocket. And he was like, I want to try that. I want to try that. And we got him on it. And we get up the first part of the hill and it, and it was pretty intense. And he says, I don't like roller coasters. And we go down the first hill. And he's like, I don't like roller coasters. And we go through the first twist. I don't like roller coasters. And we get off the ride and I'm thinking, well, that's it. We're only doing kiddie rides now. And he says, that was fun. Like, All right. Well, maybe that, well, that was pretty cool. And we had a great day of it. We liked it so much, we went again. Yeah. And for free, it was a blessing. He works with somebody who gets free tickets who couldn't find people to give them to. I said, ooh, we'll help you with that. So it was just a great summer with the things we did over the last few months. And uh, I, uh, I don't have any more healing stories that I know personally. And, and I do know others that have experienced healing stories. If we can get, you know, if I can talk to them, maybe on a later podcast, we can have them express them. I don't want to say them because it's hearsay if I say what they saw. I don't want that. I want people to experience it from the person firsthand. And so... That's it of that one. But that's not all there is that we have seen God miraculously do in our lives. I mean, you know, you guys have heard before for the 40-day fast and how he, he literally spoke to me to where he delivered Nathan from some kind of demonic entity that was in his room one night. But it had been in his room for many nights. It just took me a while to figure it out. And so our furnace went out one night or one day and, and God led me to a solution. It's good. This is a good ride. So stick around and you hope you'll enjoy it. And thank you for joining us. Now, I want to suggest that you check out our Give, Send, Go account. It's called God's Goodness Podcast. And if you can give in any way, we got prayers you can give. We got funds. If you're so led to give us funds to help with the podcast, We'll be able to buy a third and fourth microphone, and then we can start interviewing people. That's our next step. And uh, we're working on the space and borrowing some microphones from church. We're waiting on an answer there. 
and uh, God's leading me to everything I need for this idea that he blessed me with. So it's all going to come together. And I have an idea of that first guest, and he's going to share with you how God showed up in his life as well. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.